Welcome back to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast, guys. We are on story number seven, lucky number seven, but I'm pretty sure that I told story number six that they were lucky too. So all of you guys are lucky because I feel lucky being able to have the opportunity to interview everybody. And I do want to start off by saying thank you to everybody who's been reaching out to me. I've been meeting so many like new people that I haven't talked to before. And it's just opened up a door for me because I get to communicate and become friends with people and also be aware of cool stuff. Like the last um, episode, we talked about clothing um, for our loved ones with Down syndrome. So there are things out there that I don't even know about. So I feel like that all these inspirational stories have been uh, just a personal inspiration to me. So I want to start off by saying that and welcome back to the podcast. So today I actually have um, Margie Shabaker and I'm sorry, Margie, I'm Shabaker. Is it Shabaker? Shabaker. Okay. Let me write. It's okay. (laughs) Shabaker. Trust me. It's been done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when people say my name, they're like Chantelle. (laughs) No, it's just Chantelle. (laughs) But, um, so I have Chantelay to, sounds fancy Ch- though. I know, right? I'm going to start saying Chantelay. But um, so Margie actually reached out to me on Instagram and we are going to talk to Margie today about her unique journey and she does have a son with Down syndrome. So I'm interested to hear about him. And um, so Margie, tell me, where are you from? So I am from a little farm town in Illinois. Um, basically, I live in the middle of a cornfield, so I live in Chena, Illinois. Mm-hmm. I do. I have five cows and ten chickens. That is the dream of me and my husband's like dream right. life. It really is. Yes. Yeah. So we just live out here. Lane lives on five acres. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so my husband's um, a diesel mechanic, and then <gasps> I stay at so home. So is mine. Isn't that cool? What? He, um, yeah. <laughs> and then I stay at home with the four kids. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, can I go visit? <laughs> like, Are you still in shock about the mechanic? Yeah. Well, okay, because look, because me and my husband, we both grew up in Southern California. So we're used mm-hmm. to that busy, crazy life. But yes. now that we have kids, we don't want that life for them. Like, just come on. Yeah. So and my annoying. husband, he's, he's totally into, obviously, he's a diesel mechanic, but He's into like the simpler life, growing your own food, yes. your own vegetables. And so am I like I, our dream is to own, like we were actually looking at um, property in Washington. We, we kind of checked out Texas a little bit, but we're looking at Idaho now to get land. Oh, that's beautiful. I've heard. Yeah. Yes. So we want. So, and then my in-laws farm the land around us. So it's really kind of cool. The um, corn that the cows eat, like is my in-laws corn. It's really yes. kind of like a cool process for the kids to, you know, see. You know what? That's really yeah. good for upbringing children too. Yeah. To let them get out there and learn. That how- was a huge role in why we knew we had to bring Lane into the world because we're like we've got the perfect setup here yes. for him we really do that's perfect so oh I can't yeah. wait to tell him I can't wait to tell my husband yeah isn't that cool yeah, yeah that's really cool so you have four children I have four so I have a 13 year old boy named Jackson mm-hmm. I have a 12 year old boy named Deegan cool. and I have a 10 year old daughter named Georgia and we thought we were done until we decided to add to the family so now lane is my extra special homie with the extra chromie mm-hmm. um and he is two. Oh, 
So we just had a birthday on the 27th. Of so, September? Which is oh, my God. That's yes. my anniversary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and is it your daughter super close to, to that? Yeah. So September. Did she just have her birthday? Yeah. So September 27th okay. is me and my husband's anniversary. And then her birthday is October 6th. That's she, what I thought. So, yeah. What? So um, I'll just kind of jump right in if you want. Yeah. Um, Lane was our rainbow baby, so we lost one right when we decided to try again after eight years, and um, then we were kind of like, whatever happens, happens, and then we found out we were expecting him, mm-hmm. so I was a little bit of an older mom. I was 34, mm-hmm. um, so I remember at my first appointment, they were like, well, you know, maybe we should do testing, and with my others, I never, we just never considered it. Mm-hmm. I always took that brave stance of saying, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to love him anyway. But I think, I mean, I, it did matter. I, I mean, I loved him, but that, that sense of it doesn't matter. I'm going to handle it anyway. Yeah. It's a total gut punch when it's you. Yeah. Um, I think one of the I, things is you think that it's, when you go through these prenatal testings and they talk about um, the what could happen, uh, everybody always thinks, well, it's not going to happen to us. Like, we've, like, obviously, you guys have three kids already, and you're kind of just mm-hmm. probably thinking, like, oh, yeah, that probably won't happen. But it does. No, and I just wanted to know if it was a boy or a girl, you know, yeah. the last one. And I was so looking forward to having that pregnancy later on in life. And it just, uh, just being different this time around because it was so – when your kids are little and you're so busy this time, it was going to be, you know, I was going to sit back and enjoy it all. Yeah. Um, and so she did talk me into doing the 12, I think it's called like a harmony test, I believe. And it was just the blood draw mm-hmm. and she would call me and let me know if it was a boy or a girl. Um, and I remember it being a little bit longer than it should have been. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Oh, no big deal. It was over Easter weekend. And we had just told the kids that um, they were going to have a brother or sister because I was starting to get bigger already. Um, So I was sitting at home by myself. My husband was at work and the kids were at school and I got the phone call and the phone call just basically said, you know, there was a problem with your test. You're showing high signs for Down syndrome. You have about a 75% chance is what we're calculating. Uh, Do you have any questions? Uh, uh, Yeah, I got a thousand. (laughs) Uh, I've got a lot of questions, but it was auto-shocked. I just remember sweating. Um, And I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. That is one thing I think if I could change. I don't think they should call you on the phone with that kind of information. I don't don't know what the answer is um, because you're going to get a red flag either way. You're going to get a red flag if you have to come in. Mm-hmm. But it's just something you shouldn't hear alone. Yeah. Um, and I remember just, I didn't even have the time or thought process to ask any questions. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of like, well, we're going to set you up as a genetic counselor um, in about a week because you don't have much time mm-hmm. because um, I was already 14 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. and you have in the state of Illinois, I believe you have till 20 weeks to make a decision okay. on what you're going to do. So I didn't have much time. Mm-hmm. So they did get me into the genetic counselor and I may, I was able to make that appointment. And I just, I remember calling my husband and just losing it. Yeah. Um, and just going into that 
whirlwind of research on Google mm-hmm. and probably the worst thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Finding all those things you don't want to know. Yeah. Um, and it was just honestly like a blur until, um, he came home from work. I remember that we just cried. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, like, I don't even know what was going through my head. Otherwise, other than I'm not going to have the baby mm-hmm. the way it's you thought. Gonna, yeah. Right. It's not going to be what we thought. I don't even know what I thought. It just wasn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and we got into the genetic counselor. Um, and that was good. I mean, she was really warm. Um, you know, I, remember one thing she told me because she could obviously see we were upset um she's like you know what this this guy this kid this boy he's going to play baseball he just might do it a couple years later you know he's gonna do all of these things that your other kids do he just might do it later mm-hmm. and that really stuck with me um because it was really honestly the first positive thing I had ever heard was yeah. that he's still gonna be a kid he's still gonna be able to do things yeah um, and she was able to connect me with some resources, um, told me to get online on Instagram, mm-hmm. follow families. And from there on, um, my husband and I just looked at each other and we're like, if we're going to do this, if we're going to carry on, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a positive thing. Like yeah. we can't keep like going in the web of negativity. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, if you find something negative on Google, I don't even want to hear about it. Just get out of it. Yeah. You know? Because um, those thoughts then, will just eat you from eat the inside you out. Yeah. yeah. And it was honestly the families um, on Facebook and Instagram that saved our whole, I mean, I you, you go to such a dark place when you find out those kinds of things. And yeah. um, I saw families on um Facebook and Instagram, you know, living life just like I did, just like I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I will say that if I can say one thing to a newly diagnosed mom to, um, to reach out to those families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause nobody knows, no, nobody knows the way you feel or what, what it's like until you speak to somebody that's uh-huh. lived it, you know? And I don't, we don't, I live in a very small community. So I mean, my little town we live in I mean maybe a hundred people but then the town that my kids go to school in is like a town of Mm 9,000 still not very large so we just don't have a lot of children with down syndrome and and the ones that we do are um, they're in a little bit of a different classroom yeah so my kids we didn't choose to tell our kids until about three months after we had Lane Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons because my kids didn't have a lot of experience with Down syndrome yeah. and I wanted them to love Lane and meet Lane for Lane first yeah. and then we would discuss what it, it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's something that I'm advocating super hard for too is I want to share Lane with all my kids' friends. We go to football games and baseball games and He's like the center of attention. Everybody wants to hang out with Lane, you know? Yeah. So we said, we're like, if we can be that story, if we can be that family that is like, hey, you know, if one of my kids' friends gets a diagnosis 25 years from now, they'll remember Lane. Yeah. 
that's why I think it's so important to get out there and share and advocate their worth because they have such an amazing life to share with us. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times they don't get the chance. Yeah. So that's very true. So how have your, how have your kids been um, since then? Like with, you know, not just being older siblings, but how have they been like with Lane and his diagnosis now, two years later? Um, they love him. They, I mean, we often, they fight about who's going to get him when he gets older. And I'm like, guys, he might have his own job and his own (laughs) wife. And, you know, they're like, he's going to come live with me. And, you know, um, they absolutely love him and they fight over him. And, um, well, he's the baby. He's the baby. He's the baby. Right. And we are, um, what was this whole COVID thing? Mm-hmm. We haven't really gotten out a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but we're just now a little bit starting to get out a little bit more and they are noticing since he's two. Um, they're noticing that he's not walking, mm-hmm. you know, when they see another two year old and things like that. And and that gives us the perfect opportunity to explain to them, hey, you know, this is part of his Down syndrome. His mm-hmm. muscles are a little bit weaker. Um, so we are starting to get those those noticeable things that Down syndrome brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just talk about it and work through it. And um, they're one of my biggest therapy tools because they are home now e- um, e-learning. Mm-hmm. So they're able to help, um, you know, hand walking handheld with Lane because he's yeah. not quite walking yet. So they're big helpers. So it's been great. That's good because you know what? Um, yeah, I've I've talked to a few families, and I know that just like just being the listening to everybody, you know, that first I heard like, oh yeah, children with Down syndrome they usually start to begin to walk around too. Um, uh-huh. that's kind of been the way with our daughter. She, it's like out of nowhere, she just started walking. It was weird. And then, that's I've, awesome. then I've had some families that, um, they did have to use like a walker, like that they, they made, like, I've but, seen those. Yeah. So, and that helped. But then also, um, after like they used a walker, like literally weeks after the child just picked it up, <laughs> you know, like, so I, and I always hear like, it's going to be in their own time when their own time, even from like our therapist always says say that but it seems like it's true mm-hmm. like you know it is he was a little bit he his strengths are he's very social mm-hmm. um he talks you know he'll say hi daisy to our dog mm-hmm. and he um he signs very well he'll sign eat and more and mom and dad mm-hmm. he says mom and dad but he's always been a little slower physically mm-hmm. um it took him a little bit longer to crawl, but now he's crawling all over the house. Okay. Um, so I know he'll do it in his own time. Yeah. And he cruises. Like, he'll go from the footstool to the sofa. Yeah. I just think he lacks a little bit of confidence. Yeah, the confidence. You know? Yeah, so. Yeah, Um. I because I, my daughter's, like, the reverse. She's really good. She's mobile now. But I can't mm-hmm. get her to – she can say, like, mom dad hi she says hi to everybody and you know she keeps saying bob i don't know who bob is but she keeps bob, i remember bob. hearing you saying yeah, bob. Like, so she's your, so pro- your husband probably not wants to know who bob yeah, is. <laughs> he's all right who the hell is bob i'm like <laughs> no i bob? swear to god there is no bob there's no bob <laughs> no roberto nothing close to bob so but um, um but yeah so um but yeah she's kind of the opposite but 
Um, and I find that too, just, you know, they're usually like, except, even with typical kids, you know, yeah. they're good at one thing and they struggle a little bit with others. Oh my gosh. You know? Right. Like my daughter can't listen to, for me, like she just won't listen. These kids don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Well, um, so I want to talk about, so since you come from like a smaller community, what mm-hmm. differences have you noticed in your community since Lane has been there and since you guys have been advocates? It's, oh, they've been so supportive. So Lane is an ambassador for an organization called Nothing Down. Okay. And so that brought to the table some amazing opportunities for him. And um, Lane has been able to raise, just from our small little town here, over twenty. for his walk coming up next week. Yeah, our town has really came together and been amazing. Um, Yeah, so they they, um, really stood up and rallied around them. And it was like something that I wish I would have given myself the opportunity to share it even when I was pregnant, you know? Like, I should have went to some buddy walks. I should have done that. And I just, I, you know, I just wasn't mentally ready for it yet. But, um I wish I would have embraced it sooner instead of waiting, but. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I completely understand how you feel with that because we didn't really get involved for a while ourselves, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. it's, I think, you know, cause I don't know if you heard the episode where I was talking about my daughter. It was like the first one of this 21, mm-hmm. but it, I felt like, I know in my experience, I felt like really horrible, like like I felt like I really was like being punished for something, and I and I, think I know it was a punishment. I went through that too. Yeah, and I was like, "What did I do um, wrong? What did I not do right?" Yeah, and, I know, and it, yeah, and and what, it's actually, what did I do to deserve this? Mm-hmm. Right? It's because it's been the coolest. It's just been a really cool experience, um, just overall. And I've met so many amazing, like even you. Like I wouldn't have made the connection with you. Yeah. Um, the nothing down, um, organization has become like our little family. Like I, I call these ladies daily to chat about our kids. Um, and I, I didn't have that before. So the support system is just amazing. Like you could literally see, um, a child with Down syndrome at the grocery store and you'll be his mom's best friend next week. You know, like (laughs) it's awesome. It's very true. I like look for them. (laughs) <laughs> and and it's, it's crazy because I mean I've so many different ways that you don't know. Like at first you're like you're thinking that it's something bad, but it really is something so greater that you didn't you can't wrap your mind around. You don't see it until later. You really and don't. I know I know I have a lot to learn too. Like we're really kind of in the grief period of it all maybe like after the diagnosis that was dark Mm -hmm. but then we had him and he's this beautiful perfect baby Mm -hmm. and I know that we're gonna go through some rough patches with schooling and things like that so I'm not blind to that like I understand and inclusion might be something we're gonna Mm -hmm. struggle with but I mean I choose not to focus on the negative I don't do that with our typical kids either yeah I mean if you did that all the time you there would be nothing positive. So, you know, like, I, if, like, let's say like your daughter comes home and somebody's like making fun of her, or bullying her at school. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how I felt too. Like, you know, we had our first incident of like um, something happened at school. Cause um, my daughter was going to the same daycare as uh, the little one. And mm-hmm. then like it, it came from like a teacher too. Like the teacher, uh, my daughter um, thought somebody had Down syndrome and she pointed it out like 
hey, you have Down syndrome, but she doesn't like she just. I don't. I think maybe she just thought that they did. I mean, she's so brand mm-hmm. new to it, and and the teacher, yeah. the teacher was like, oh no, no, you don't say that to somebody. That's not a good thing to say. And she got in oh. trouble, and I like she told me about it, and I was like, oh my gosh, you don't even know Margie. I was so mad. <laughs> was, yeah. I mean, on I'm so like, many levels, there's so wrong? many things there. I'm like, yeah. that's a compliment, if anything, you know, of yeah. course, and. And so, you know, I was like, but it was an eye opener for me because I was like, wow, my daughter's only two, my other daughter's only five. And this is the yeah. first time that we're going through like um, something with school and it's not going to be the sure. end, you know? Sure. Well, um, that's interesting that you say that because my kids are a little bit older. I have, you know, the 13 year old and the 12 year old. And there's been a few times where um, the R word has been used and I'm like to say it. Um has been used and my kids have you know the one kid I mean slugged the other kid you know for saying it and I'm like buddy we can't do that and he's like I know but he can't you know talk to my brother like about my brother like that and so but the what there was a more positive um one it was um there was a little boy on the bus and he said the word and my my son turned around um after our conversation about how to explain to people how it affects you and how mm-hmm. that makes you feel when someone uses that. Um, and the kid said, apologized and actually came up to me and said, you know, now that I know what that word really means mm-hmm. and that people refer to Lane as that, yeah. I'll never use it again. Good. And see, yeah. that is why we do what we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, even just small changes like that, it really yes. makes a difference. If we all do those small changes, it will add up. You know? Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I exactly. Know. I just, it's, it's crazy. I definitely, yeah, I was right with you. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. And especially because, you know, well, you guys haven't reached the kindergarten age yet. Lane will be there no. in three years. But yes. I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm, yeah, you're right. Like, look on the positive side because it's always going to be rough with children no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter what age, you know, um, I'm already getting a little nervous about, um, preschool because that's Mm -hmm. when so Lane right now gets his therapies through the state of Illinois um so we have therapists that come in home well they did before COVID Mm -hmm. they come in home and then um uh give him his PT and things that way well once he turns three he's supposed to go to an actual preschool and that'll be how he gets his therapies Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know if you'll. It's gonna be I, so hard. You know, it, it's like my friend, my best friend. She's all about manifesting energy. She's like really good to talk to. She's always like, you know, and I totally believe her when she talks about like, you know, what's your mind, your perception is what's gonna like really lay out your your day and your you know, the, like the effect of how you think. So right. she's like, you know, if you think positive and you go throughout, you wake up and you're like, I'm going to have a great day today. Most chances are you will, you know, but if you're yeah. like, you know, if you already see a situation and you kind of think like badly of it or you're scared or hesitant, it might not have a positive effect on you. So, right. I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, when are we ever ready for anything, you know, like, right. No. Mm -hmm. And this was the diagnosis was a perfect example of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. So it's, it's hard. It really is. Cause I know my daughter is the same age as your son, like technically weeks, Mm -hmm. weeks difference. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I'm totally with you with like just looking to foresee, but 
I think the best thing is just to look like today, what's going on today, what mm-hmm. do we have coming up yeah. this weekend and staying like right now in the now, you know, and we'll yeah, with it. But, I agree. But yeah, you got to keep on talking about stuff and I'm glad you're on the podcast because you get to um, still advocate for yourself and for your family yeah, it's so and, important. and people, yeah. need to, people need to hear this stuff. I mean, really. They do. Because if I honestly, if I would have heard any of this stuff before it would have been so much less scary like we were so like I miss losing my pregnancy you know being upset Mm -hmm. and and so if I can do that for one mom like I'll do a hundred podcasts a day Mm -hmm. if I can just reach one mom and tell her you know it's fine it's gonna be okay yeah Yeah. so I'm pretty sure you are (laughs) I mean I know I honestly like (laughs) It's weird because I don't know who is listening. I just get like a total number. Like this is how many listeners you have. But yeah. I wish I knew. I wish I knew every single listener and where they're at in their uh-huh. pregnancy or their life, and so I can actually see, you know, who's listening yeah. out there. Who you're reaching? And yeah. well, you're reaching. Yeah, you're doing an amazing job because we need uh, the moms out there need to hear it. Yeah, no, you know, and if we can get me. that, if we can get that rate of you know termination down. That would be awesome. I mean, I, we go out and I'm like, I just wish I saw more Down syndrome people out and about, you know, for yeah. Lane to hang out yeah. with and stuff. Do you guys have an association over there in Illinois? We, um, not that, I think we do. I think we do. I'm not really in, too involved with it. I, I've gone to a few, we have a big Gigi's, um playhouse probably about 40 minutes from where I'm at so it's a little bit of a drive to do like too much at for me with the four kids but um I think in time like as he gets older I'd really like to get him involved in more there um but um we're such a small area that um Mm -hmm. I have to probably you know drive at least 45 minutes to get somewhere so yeah yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's what I was thinking too when we're thinking about moving. But I almost was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to be somewhere where they don't have one because I want to start my own. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, you know that would be awesome. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about the association. And um, so, what, like, ever since Lane has been born, how, mm-hmm. what ways has it changed you? I know you mentioned a, a little bit about, like, you know, you're an advocate now. But personally, mm-hmm. like, what what things have you noticed in yourself and also your husband that... Um... Yeah, so we're a lot closer. This brought us... I, I It just, like, making such a big decision like that and just mm-hmm. putting all of your trust in each other and knowing that you made the right decision mm-hmm. um, moving forward, no matter... I mean, because you know that you can have heart defects, you, mm-hmm. you an increase in leukemia and all that. We made the choice, no matter what was going to happen knowing that that stuff could happen we were still going to do this together so that brought us a lot closer I think um he missed his delivery though so I think he's a little bit (laughs) (laughs) I drove myself to the hospital Chantel oh all by myself no and I got there and I had him in 20 minutes Oh my god! I got there just in time. What? And I'm like picturing like <laughs> large, large corn crops that you're driving yes, through. Yes, you are. Oh and I'm so lucky that I didn't get stopped by something. I mean, I literally got in there and the nurses are like, can you give us a clean catch? And I'm like, I don't think so. And they're <laughs> like, okay, what baby is this? I'm like four. And they're like, oh, my baby. And rules the bed. And oh I mean, I delivered him in my street clothes. Oh my god! It was crazy. 
Oh my so God. it just kind of all adds to the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Yo, you know? Where are you? you yeah, you are not in control. <laughs> Margie, you are not in control. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, well, see, Lane so, is already dictating his life. Yeah, yeah. He was a month early, so I'm just kidding. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, did you have to stay in NICU? Um, you know what? He, okay, so I had him, everything was great. They were about ready to release us, and they wanted to get in the bath first. So they get him in the bath, and then they do his vitals one more time, and they said his oxygen was low. Mm-hmm. After I had him, you know, for almost 48 hours by myself, yeah. they're like, his oxygen's low. So they took him in to get some supplemental oxygen, brought him back to me, um, and then they were like, I'm going to see um and then they still didn't like what they saw so we ended up staying in the NICU for I think it it was a level two NICU it wasn't like an extremely intense NICU but we were probably there for two days I believe um and he was just on oxygen um and some supplemental feeding and then um they were kind of like he looks good so we were able to take him home he was just a little like his tone he was pretty hyper what do they call it? Hypotonia? Am I saying that correctly? Jaundice. There's jaundice too. Yeah, but his muscles were just, he was just being that oh, extra okay. month early and then having the downstream on top oh, of it. Oh, like his muscle tone. Oh, yeah, okay. his muscle tone was just like, you know, the breathing you could see, you know. Yeah. So it was just um, kind of monitoring that a little bit extra for a couple weeks. But he did really good. He, mm-hmm. um, Never really had any feeding issues. Mm-hmm. He nursed and took a bottle like a champ. Okay. Um, yeah, so all those concerns that we had. Um, I know that when, I know I mentioned before too, is that when I was, um, I was feeling all down and, you know, I was going to NICU and I felt like um, like sad still about the diagnosis. I remember that story. That my husband was like telling us like, you know, this girl wants a chance at life. And it's, it reminds yeah. me of Lane because like Lane came early. He came in yeah. 20 minutes. He ate yeah. his feeding, you know, and it yeah. reminds me a lot of Cheyenne because I'm like, he wants this life. So he it's wants like, it. And I remember just looking at him after I had him and I just made this promise to him. I'm like, I will make sure everybody knows you're worth it, yeah. you know, because like, who are we to decide? if he should be here or not, you know, I yeah. just, so I just kind of made this internal promise to him that I was going to advocate as hard as I could. And his dad was going to advocate as hard as he could to make everybody know that their lives are just as important as yeah. mine. Yeah, that's very true. So, and that's it. Um, I know. I love and that. So that's how it tunes me. You asked, you know, what the mm-hmm. biggest change is. I think like it gets me so emotional because like, I just think that people, I don't understand why they're held any different than a typical kid. You know, like, why don't we get the congratulations? Why do we have to go through all of this extra stuff? I mean, they're a kid. They're a baby. You know? Why do we have to make it feel like it's not worth it? Well, I think it's, yeah, that's the whole society's, like, that's the... The norm of what society thinks, you know, and I mean, I, I can't, I have to say that before Cheyenne growing up in school and going to college and all that, like my young adult life, I kind of felt like I didn't really think too much about it first off, but then if I did see somebody that was, had Down syndrome or even just a disability, my heart felt bad for them. And, and right. you know, I was already like, dang, that mm-hmm. sucks. 
already thinking right. that that preconceived notion of like, man, this is bad. And um, I remember one of my biggest worries was how is this going to affect my life, and how yeah. selfish is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, the same I didn't, I didn't think anything about his life at that time. I was thinking about myself. Yeah. No, I felt the same way because I was like, you oh know? my god, I'm going to have to quit my job. I'm going to have to stop yeah. this, and stop this, and oh, we're never going to be able to go to the beach. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm like, we don't go to the beach now. Come on. <laughs> 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 well, well, do you guys even no. live by the beach? I mean, no, we don't. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just a scare. You're scared. You know, you're really you're scared. scared. To death. And I think that until you have that, like, this is another reason why I love this podcast because it's, you're pretty much talking to people just like that have the same experience you do. Yeah. And you can just relate to them on a whole nother level. Like, I can't tell this story to I mean I can tell it to you and then I can tell it to my friend Taryn um but you're going to understand it way better because you've been there uh and you can take that emotion um so I think that's another reason why I love what you're doing well yeah I think if there's no there's no other people that I know that I could talk to that don't know it unless they lived it um Mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely true and I I I think over time I started to become more transparent because I realized that even though I felt bad for um, not being happy about the di- the diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, it's good to share because there were so many other people that also felt that way. And then, it, and even the people that didn't feel that way, I wanted them to know, like, there are other feelings out there. Not everyone's yeah. going to always be sunshine and rainbows. You're going to be upset or you might take things differently and that's okay. Because yeah. at the end result, we're, at the end result, we all look back and we all say how proud of our children we are, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So yeah, so I know, that. and it's a totally different experience. I think getting a prenatal diagnosis first, you, if I remember right, like you had the baby, and then then they told you, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be like I had a whole nine months to kind of go through all those emotions, and you were just, but I had to do it without a baby. But it's you hard. Are like, like I can only yeah. imagine. I imagine because me and you are so similar and on our outlook at first. If mm-hmm. I know, I can just know, speak for myself that if I was pregnant and I found out that she had Down syndrome, uh, yeah, the thought of abortion probably would have entered my mind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have done it because my husband is anti-abortion. But I think I mm-hmm. would have been like, well, that is an option. And then I know. Well, that- I'm telling you, you get the family planning card too in your packet. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing. I mean, they give you that and they give you the phone number, so it's very it's right in your face. Like, yeah, I really kind of wish, and I don't know how I would go about this, but I, I wish like I could call these genetic counselors, everyone in Illinois, and be like, before you give them that card, give them my name and let them know to come mm-hmm. visit with them because I feel like I had no idea what I was getting. I thought I was gonna get a child that couldn't talk ever talk or ever eat on their own or ever go to the bathroom on their own yeah and that's just not the case yeah but even if that was the case it's kind of like well you would have worked through it you know yeah exactly all of these things could happen with my typical children as well and that is just what happens when you decide to have a kid you know yeah no I I I definitely understand I mean I know that it's hard I mean you can't, it's hard. You're having a yep. baby already of all these yep. emotions and hormones in you. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely feel for, you know, I'm glad that you went forth and you had Lane. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I'm glad that you, you guys are doing it and you guys are advocating because it, yeah. And I wish I thought that too. I was like, man, I wish I could visit the hospital, but I know there's like HIPAA and these yeah, guys that, that you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine this crazy um, woman have... coming into the labor and delivery room. <laughs> Just waiting for a down syndrome. Is there a down syndrome? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Today's Monday. Yeah. Chantel's going to be here. What do we have for her? Right. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I definitely so, understand. But uh, you know, I, yeah. I'm glad you're sharing your story and that that Lane is in good health and mm. he's he's adorable. Thriving. Oh, thank you. We just got his pictures done this fall. He pushes me to get this dreaded family picture done every it year, so as much cute. work as it is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh my god. So is it scary out there during this time with those cornfields? Because I could just picture like the this like, spooky vibe. <laughs> You know, Probably it's not. funny you say that because this year, yeah. I'm going to give you a little egg info here. So this year, um, it's beans because you, um, every other year, you um, plant something, you rotate. So mm-hmm. next year we'll have corn because the, the crops take different nutrients out of the soil. Oh, okay. Right? So right now we have just some small beans, so it's not quite so spooky. Oh, but I'm going to have to get like a little beans. bell for Lane next year because, I mean, that's that corn gets crazy tall. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming he's going to be running like crazy next year. So I'm going to get him like a little bell or something. Oh, so I can hear yeah, it yeah, yeah. Goes. <laughs> oh, you know what? Do like but, a, a little light or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. See, you're talking to yeah. like a city California girl. I don't know anything about anything. I'm pretty sure if we moved out to land that all my plants would die. Like everything yeah, would be no, dead. I think you would be totally fine. I don't have I actually am not great with vegetables. Like I have that tomato, the cucumber, that kind of thing, but yeah. like most people out here have really amazing gardens. I'm more like flowers. Oh, I enjoy yeah, that'd be pretty my flowers, but oh, yeah. oh, you're living the dream, girl. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you, yeah. Margie, for sharing your guys' story today with us. And um so I is it okay to let everybody know your social media page if there are any new moms out there? Or Sure, and I would love to, yeah, come in contact with them. So you have that information, right, Shawbacker 5? Yes. Um, Which I, I will ta- uh, tag you, of course. I tag uh, okay. all of our interviewees. So it is Shawbacker 5. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably never going to say that right, but I'll work on it's it. It's totally, it's totally fine. So, you said my <laughs> poor kids, you know, baseball, they announce their names or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, they could never get it. They're like, sha, 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 sha. I had a good time talking to you. Thank you. And uh, please. Yeah. And I hope I did okay. Like I totally was like, should I make notes? And I'm like, I'm just going to let it free flow. So no, I, <laughs> I hope I, I like did all right. I I write a few notes when I start these interviews, but I mm-hmm. like to just let them go because I want it to be authentic and, you know, not yeah, scripted. Yeah, the heart and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you're honest and thank you being, for being so transparent and like sharing yeah. your feelings today, you know? Yeah. So, no, I appreciate you giving me the forum. Yeah. yeah thank you, Margie. So, and and okay. lucky number seven. You're All right. I'm lucky number seven. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Right. And we'll keep in touch. Okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. Another episode down. I love Margie. I'm like, I'm ready to move out of California. Okay. If anybody is a realtor in any of like maybe the mid Midwest states, please let me know because we need to get out. 
of California. We need some land. I want some cows. I want some bean crops and, and corn crops and all that. So, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening and, um, please check us out, uh, tomorrow. Uh, wait, no, today's Friday. Oh, today's Friday. It's TGIF. So Monday, I'm actually going to be doing another interview and look out for that episode. It is going to be our story number eight with a friend of mine on Instagram named Clinton. So please check that out and thank you guys. And I hope you guys had a great week and enjoy your weekend. And we are in the middle of October now. So we got a few weeks left for Down Syndrome Awareness Month. So keep showing your pride and until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast.